0: All right, all right, all right. It's another day in the great state of Texas. We're here with strengthening for life. We're strengthened for life.
1: It's strengthened, yeah. Yeah,
0: strengthened for life.
1: But it's off of our, our vision statement, which is strengthening for life.
0: Yes. And I think that's very important if you think about just your overall life in general. And we hope that if you are listening to this podcast, that you have been strengthened by the conversations. Um, obviously, they're kind of all over the place in terms of covering different topics and whatnots. But our main focus is body, soul, and spirit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We talked a little bit about the soul, soul ties, and whatnot. We talked a little bit about um, the spiritual aspect of it last week, and this week. I think something that would be super cool to cover and talk about. Let's give it up for the band. Thank you, band, for being present. Um, But we've, you know, we've talked about the soul. We've talked about the spirit. And we haven't really dove into the body portion of it. Which I think is, you know, it's the one that we all don't necessarily... Dislike, but don't necessarily like. You know what I mean?
1: I think so, but for me, I come from the other side of the spectrum. For me, it's a hobby. It started when I was 14. I just really loved understanding like the science behind food and how certain food can make you feel better or worse. I found out I had food allergies and started getting serious about my own Health. I want to do well as an athlete. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So, I do know it's a point of tension for a lot of people. For me, it's almost a point of passion. Like mm. I enjoy it.
0: That's uh, awesome <laughs> and partially weird. Just kidding. Um, here we go. So the body. Now again, we're going to be talking about uh, the way we've kind of approached each topic is. Um, body, soul, spirit, obviously the three components of humans and, um, you know, do you know what the official term is for believing that people are tridimensional? Like the belief, like the belief system that people are made up of body, soul, spirit.
1: Um, No
0: trichotomy. Boom.
1: Is that that um, picture of that guy with his arms moving? He's in like a triangle, you know? Yes. Is that that?
0: Yes, partially. But he, I mean, he's actually in a square and uh, he's you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. He's in a square and then it's round.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: what's demonstrated in that picture, which is interesting, is that A perfectly balanced person, if they have their arms straight out, legs and head straight, it fits perfectly into a square. And then if they move their arms at a 45 degree angle and legs at a 45 degree angle, it should fit perfectly in a circle. Interesting. Meaning that our bodies are literally balanced perfectly anyways cool so because we are three-dimensional people um there are three components of our being that are very important to growth and health and everything else and the body is a big portion of that so the first thing we want to do is define the body so when we talk about the soul we you know we got to talk about all right this is at least by our definition what the soul is again remember it's like kind of hard to define the soul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we defined it based on our understanding of it. The spirit, kinda of same thing. You know, it's it's not the hardest thing to define, but it isn't the easiest either. The body is probably the easiest thing to define. So Breed, please tell us what is the body in this whole
1: conversation?
0: Conversation of body, soul, and spirit.
1: So for me, um, I think the simple aspect of the body is just the physical house for your soul and your spirit and it's made up of tissue and muscle and bone and joints there's so much complexity to your body like the brain in general they still don't know they still don't know which blows my mind um a whole lot about the brain like i just i was talking to somebody on sunday who had he had some random like seizures pop up really healthy guy uh really um really amazing family and he was telling me about his experience i think i think he said seizures but but it had to do with his brain and he goes to this specialist and they're having a conversation and his spe- the specialist was like let me help you understand why we're making educated guesses you're telling me you have a problem in your brain and when you look at the brain it's like staring down at a really dense jungle And I need to find out which leaf or possible branch in this dense jungle is maybe a little bit off. Mm. That's why it's a guessing game. (laughs) And that's how they described finding problems or solving, um, you know, broken spaces in a brain or have to do with something in your mind. That's why it's so complicated. Right. Which is why I really love Caroline Leaf as an author and her approach Mm. to the mind. Right. And how it affects your body. But the cool thing about the body and the way that God designed our bodies, he gave us this really beautiful balance of dependency, of limits, and power and limitlessness as well. Like, Mm. there are aspects of who we are physically, like our mind. Right. Um, the way our brain works that we can actually push past barriers that people have assigned to us physically because they've never seen it. There are limits to your hearing, but there are also ways to expand your hearing in ways that people have never known by accessing different parts of the way your ear processes sound like Mm -hmm. vibration or, or, um, certain notes at certain frequencies, stuff like that, that we physically didn't know was possible, but yet our bodies and their physical state were able to push past that barrier because God designed them even beyond our current understanding. And we're, you know, in a very modern age, where we have a lot of capabilities to really see the body in a very in-depth kind of way. And even still there's mystery. There's right. mystery on the very like minute detail of as far in as you can see to the like genetically what makes you up. And then there's mystery as to why cancer spreads the way that it does. There's mystery as to why your body can heal. There's mystery wrapped into the physical aspect of who we are just, and it's fascinating to me. Right. And I think it's cool that scripture lays out things like having a Sabbath and getting rest and eating and like, the way that God talks to us in metaphors a lot through scripture, he's always, I feel like there's always a physical component to all of it. Mm -hmm. He's helping us understand something about him or about heaven or about people. And he's relating it to our physical body because it's something that we encounter every single day. We're encountering a limit. um, We're encountering a need. We're encountering a desire every single day within our physical body. Mm -hmm. And it affects our spiritual life.
0: Yes. Sorry, I I kind of went
1: on a tangent.
0: No, that's, that's good. I think, Um, It is interesting that, you know, God, when he made, uh, when he created, he created, uh, you know. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of speculation on when the angels were created. Mm -hmm. Right? So, were the, are angels creatures? And if angels are creatures, did he, did God create angels in the first six days of creation? And a lot of people, they believe that's the truth. Like that. They were mm-hmm. created in the first six days. They're spiritual beings, right? So mm-hmm. they're they're creatures, but they're spiritual beings. And they interact a lot different with uh, the environment, with God. Um, we are created as physical and spiritual,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as physical and spiritual beings. And um, as such, we have you know, we have a responsibility, not just to take care of our spiritual bodies, um, not just to take care of our soul, but to take care of our physical bodies. Um, I agree with you. I think there's a lot about, well, scientifically, um, there's a lot about the human body that we have not discovered yet. Um, a lot of questions that we have, we have more questions than we do answers for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely.
0: Um, even when it comes to the realm of sports, uh, Let's, let's, yeah, let's dive into that area. Great. So there's a documentary on Netflix, which is really good, called Chasing Perfection. And Michael Johnson, you know, the used to be the gold, the record, uh, world record holder, um, gold medal Olympian, mm-hmm. just super fast. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Hussein Bol came and destroyed all of his records. I think there's only one that he holds, maybe. But Hussein Bol basically just took everything. Mm -hmm. so anyways this documentary is really about um evaluating these elite athletes and the whole time he's like trying to figure out all right what made the elite the elite like there's a i think you have like a propensity right you just some people are for instance if you're in the nfl it's because you have skill but also because genetically your body is made for that. Like, in you're other built words, different. right? Exactly. So, yeah. so if you're, you know, a guy that's five five, 110 pounds, probably not going to make it to the NFL, mm-hmm. right?
1: I mean, what yeah. if you have crazy speed?
0: It, those guys have crazy speed. So you, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're right. You're right.
0: Dude, don't let them catch you. <laughs> But genetically, you're made to be in certain environments, right? Yes. So, so when we talk about the elite, like elite athletes, we're talking about the best of the best of the best. Like right. this is less than 1%. Mm-hmm. So there's millions of kids right now all going through all these programs and after-school programs, blah, 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 trying to get to like the NFL, the MLB, like all the professional uh, franchises, right? But there's, there's going to be less than 1% that actually make it. Right. Um, same thing with basketball, NBA, all the, you have to be at a certain level naturally. Right. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's the elite training mm-hmm. that makes you in that, uh, in that top category, put you in that top category. So anyways, mm-hmm. the documentary is about like, you know, what are some things that elite athletes did to make them more elite than the other elite athletes. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of it had to do with like uh, physical things. Like, uh, like the, he talked to the cyclists, the indoor indoor cyclists, right. Team that were winning, I think seven years in a row, something like that. And so he's like, Hey, what was the, what was the, cause we're talking about, you know, a split second difference. Right. Between gold and silver.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what made okay. them the top athletes, what made them the gold uh, gold medal Olympians. And, one for the biking team. This is pretty funny. Uh, they said they did all the training they could. Blah blah blah. Uh, but they did know that their sleep quality was just a little off, mm-hmm. mainly because they would go from one place to another and then have to, you know, adjust to the bed and then, you know try to fall asleep. And being in different environments would mess up their sleep schedule. Mm-hmm. And so what uh, what they did is they brought in the specialists and this company and they made custom beds for each of the athletes that were transportable with them for, to wherever they went.
1: That's crazy.
0: And what would happen is their sleep quality was consistent wow. anytime time they went to sleep because the bed was consistent. Wow. And just that adjustment made, them, that made their performance go up that much more. Wow. So someone asked Michael Johnson, hey, if you were to race Hussein Bolt, who would win? It like today, and Mark Johnson said, "Oh, no, not today. But if both of them were racing,
1: like both of them their were prime at right, the same both
0: of them at their prime, who would win?" And Mark Johnson said, "I would, but I think Hussein would say the same thing that mm-hmm. he would." Mm-hmm. And he, and this is what he said: "Here is the biggest difference. When I won the gold medals, I was at uh, the peak of the technology that was available at that time." Mm-hmm since that time technology has gone to a whole different level now they're past all the physical stuff there's really there's not much more they can invent mm-hmm. to help athletes get better physically
1: mm-hmm.
0: so now it's all about the brain now it's how do you stimulate the brain to go beyond what you perceive is a limitation physically
1: yes and that's kind
0: of what guy goes kind of what you're saying is there's so much that happens like there's certain impulses that they can put into the brain there's Mm -hmm. certain electrodes um you know even sounds Mm -hmm. uh, frequencies to manipulate the brain to go past or beyond what you think you're physically capable
1: yeah somebody was telling me um about the story of this girl who i think she was in some crazy wreck or something and she suffered short-term memory Mm. loss and but she loved to run and so she would go on runs and get lost and forget where she was and all this kind of stuff so she would have to keep running and started like leaving clues for herself or mapping out stuff on her phone or whatever well eventually her short-term memory the way it affected her body her body would forget that she was running so she would no longer feel the same fatigue while she was running because she wouldn't remember how far she had gone Mm. so she signed she just runs all the time right like she's crazy good at all of these marathons and signs up for the World's Roughest Longest Hardest Marathon And it's literally Through the desert And she broke All kinds of Crazy records People like Don't finish this race Like they die On this race It's crazy But she kept going She had her map And she would have Short term memory loss And see where she was And keep going and her body literally forgot pain. Her muscles forgot soreness because her brain was the one calling the shots. Well, so even though we think our muscles are failing us or brain. our joints are failing us, it's our brain processing the pain Correct. as a priority over the task at hand. Right. And so that kind of thing, like the way the Marines train, of course I know like 10% of this information. My little brother is the one who's educated me on it because he's like, He's in the Air Force and knows all these things super well. But just a little bit that I can understand from him, the way they train, they train in such a way that they're pushing the whole team to think past their original limits. Like you can sleep and be moving at the same time. You can process this kind of pain. You can go to these levels of dehydration. You, can, you push yourself to these limits where you think you should be in pain or you should fail and you get past those and it like opens up this, this realm of, wow, all of these limits I set prior,
0: mm-hmm.
1: now that they don't exist, now that they don't, they don't matter, what else could I do? Right. It blows me away. And you were talking about technology, and it made me think about the fact that the body, just in general creation, it's, it's an intelligent creation.
0: Right.
1: Science doesn't question God, it validates God, if you really look at it, if you really right. understand it, in my opinion. And if you dive into the human body, the level of intelligent design that goes into the human body is wild because most of the tech that you're talking about, these people have developed. It actually comes from a physical um, aspect of our, our actual bodies that they're trying to replicate like gear that they're wearing, clothes that they're wearing. They're literally thinking about how your muscles expand and contract and how to get that into a fabric that goes on the outside of your body so it expands and contracts, right. almost like an additional muscle. Think about the shoe that they make the for the runners. They're literally thinking about the way your your bones flex with your muscles as you're running to help spring energy back into your foot while you're running because it recognizes the way your body processes energy out to the ground to reflect it back into your body. Mm. It's all It all reflects, it's all being inspired from the one human body that God designed. Right. And that is so cool to me. Yeah. That he would have such an intelligent design that we're years down the road from when he created us and they're still coming up with new ideas based off of how we function.
0: Right. Well, I think it's... Whoa. I think it's important to note that the body is like a muscle. If left... Untouched. It just exists. The body, and I'm talking about every part of the body, is like a muscle in that the more you use it and you exercise it and you push it to its limits, it becomes better and better and works better for you, right? So that we, let's let's kind of go into that conversation because we we've kind of talked about just the body and just kind of the the wildness of it. Like you said, I think a lot of times we forget that the technology that's been produced is produced by, you know, it was in somebody's brain, (laughs) right? Yeah. I mean, think about that. It was in somebody's brain, and they were able to translate what's in their brain into something that's physical. Like, if you you really want to know, or, like, kind of get into that, um, Netflix has that, Documentary on uh inside Bill's brain.
1: Mm, I think I've seen part of that.
0: And you go, what in the world? Like, how <laughs> how can you? Like, I don't think on that level, like of you know creating code and yeah, like I wouldn't even know how how someone begins, like where that starts. Right, not, not just like oh, okay, now it exists. Let me learn,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, let me learn from whatever exists and then take it to a different level, you know, like manipulate what already exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you literally start from scratch, from nothing? Because personal computers didn't even exist.
1: Mm-hmm. A,
0: pro, a Like a program, whatever, a computer mm-hmm. came out and then you wrote code for it. And the code that you wrote for it is, uh, you know four plus four or two plus two and then you hit enter and then it calculated two plus two four okay like who comes up with and this is all like on paper right so paper and has holes in it that's how they used to like program mm-hmm. first like how do you even come up with that anyways I digress somewhat but I think <laughs> let's let's bring it into the practical sense because I think a lot of people don't realize the power that they have in their bodies. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we're, if, not, if we're not careful, like we're born and we go on with life and we just do our duties and right. we get a job and we go to school and blah, blah, blah. But there's so much power and ability to be harnessed and used that comes from your physical body. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the practical Side of the body. Where do we start? Mm -hmm. What. How do we start. Managing. Taking care of. The body. And then. So. If you could answer that. And then also answer. What is the biblical principle. For doing so.
1: Okay. So. I think. uh, Everybody has to. Come to a starting point that makes the most sense for them that they can actually attain. Like if I'm coaching somebody on physical health, which actually is really fun to do. So so, is this,
0: so walk us through the steps. When I, what what is the first important thing when we talk about strengthening the body? What's the number one thing we should do?
1: The number one thing when it comes to strengthening your body is to figure out how to fuel it. If you're not fueling your body, your body... I think, by the way. I mean, you might have a different opinion, but... The, so you're saying food? Yes. They they still say like over 70% of what makes you who you are is what you put in your body, which is cool because scripture also draws a lot of parallels of what you feed the body is what the body will become, what you feed your souls, what you will become, what you feed your spirit is what you will be. So it talks a lot about that, draws that parallel, and it's a cool parallel because... It's true. Not everything you eat is created equal. People will go on these diets or whatever and like, well, I'm only eating thousand calories a day. I'm like, well, if those thousand calories are all fat and all sugar, you're going to turn into fat and sugar because mm. that's what you're putting in your body.
0: Hey, so funny note in Sri Lanka, they believe in reincarnation. It's like a Buddhist thing, right? And, uh, my, my uncles always joke that I'm going to come back as a chicken. <laughs> Because I eat so much chicken, <laughs> which actually would be hilarious. Wouldn't be funny. Just as long as I don't die.
1: This got a really weird turn, so I'm going to bring it back to the food. So, back to the hey, food. Hey, if I
0: come back as a chicken, y'all don't catch me and fry me. I'm not trying to be no fried chicken.
1: I feel like our next conversation has to be on what happens after you die. Ooh, that's good. You're not okay. going to become a chicken. So, so it matters what you eat. It matters how you feel your body. It's cool because scripture also like talks about, um, people utilizing the sacrifice that God cared about, how we handled product, how we handled food. He talked Mm. about, um, eating certain things. Look at Daniel's fast, like honoring the Lord by having faith in what the the Lord asked him to eat versus what the Kings asked him to eat mm-hmm. that had power, it had significance because it was honoring God. And it was also doing a certain thing to his physical body. Um, look at the, the people in they were stuck in the middle of nowhere and they're still wandering their way to the promised land. The Lord provided manna like he cares about what's going in your body. Cause he knows your body needs it. Cause he designed your body to need food in such a way that is so powerful for your soul and spirit that when you fast, you feel a physical need so great that it helps break through and help you understand your spiritual needs. So there's a lot of parallels drawn to food specifically. And I think the first place you have to figure out is how to eat well. How to eat well and steward your body with fuel. So that's the first hurdle. And in that hurdle, you have to set goals. I think a really great practical goal that people need to get better at now is drinking water. (sighs)
0: Home?
1: because you could struggle for all kinds of things you could struggle to get protein surely carbohydrates whatever but if you're not drinking enough water most of your body is made of water and you can crave things unnecessarily just because you're dehydrated so your ability to eat better automatically goes up astronomically just by being more hydrated so if I'm sitting down with somebody and they're like I'm terrible at health and I don't know how to get my body well or you know do better by this then I'm gonna say great start by drinking depending on how big they are and how old they are, this amount of water every day for a week. Then the next week you add on something else. You take it one step at a time. Building blocks, you have to mature into good stewardship and Mm. good patterns for health for them to actually last. It does nobody any good for you to go, okay, I'm going to change everything tomorrow and I'm never going to look back and I'm going to do these things and you do good for like two days, maybe even two months. But then if you spiral out and you go right back to where you were before, you haven't done any, your body any favors because you didn't establish right patterns, right practices. Right. If you can harness that in your physical body, it will affect your spiritual life and it will, it will affect your soul.
0: Right. So here's the deal. Um, You know, New Year's is coming, which means New New Year's resolution. Yeah. New Year, new me (laughs) is about to happen for a lot of people. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to make those goals. So when you talk about like, you know, uh, people are going, I'm about to change everything. Well, that's fixing to happen. Like everybody, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people, you know, gym memberships go up, all that stuff goes up um, because everyone's like, hey, this is the year things are changing for me. I'm going to eat 500 calories a day of goat cheese and (laughs) crackers. And I'm only going to drink water. And here's the thing. They'll turn up on New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. And then expect to change everything on New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. So, Brie, here's the practical sense. Uh, Here's the practical question. Someone is ready to change their life. Eat better. Be healthy. Give them the one, two, three step. Number one. What is it?
1: Eat whole foods.
0: Eat whole foods. What are whole foods?
1: Get off processed, get off fast food. I'm not against eating out. Some places, when you eat out, they are whole food meals. It just happened to be prepared by other hands and sold in a restaurant. But a lot of places where you eat out, it's not whole food. So I love Chick fil A, but it's not whole food. Um, I love Starbucks, it's not whole food. So get, get into a place where you're spending the majority of your meals eating whole foods, simple ingredients, things that you could literally list out what went into that meal. If it was cooked or prepared in any way. Um, a whole source, so it's not frozen processed or prior digested in some kind of way. Actually whole foods. You can can even, like, Google Whole Foods, list of Whole Foods. You can find resources all over the internet. You'll find lots of opinions all over the internet as well. So I would just caution you for any fads. The scripture, actually, there's a verse, and I always forget it when I'm having this conversation, Um, but it talks about be wary of people who say eat this and not that. And it's a fun little phrase, and it's talking about something totally unrelated. It's a spiritual discipline, and then it goes and mentions this thing about food and then moves on. And I love it because it's, again, drawing more parallels. But people in this day and age will constantly get caught up in, well, if you have to eat this many grams of this and this many grams of that. Okay, I think there is balance and stewardship. I think there is excess and indulgence. And I think you're finding a line to steward the body God has given you. So you need to do that first.
0: Okay, so basically number one is cut out all the junk. Get rid of the crud. That's in your kitchen. Um, that's in your mind, and go to eating just healthy foods. Yeah. So, um, don't set limits. Don't set a diet. Don't right. say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm only gonna eat two thousand calories." Um, just make sure that you clean your eating. Yes. Right. So, number one is clean your eating. Number two is what?
1: New Year, new me. Number two. Hydration. Yeah, probably hydration.
0: Okay, tell us about hydration. Hydration, bodies body's made up mostly of water. Yes. Um, hydration is good for processing foods. It's good for your skin. It's good for um, your muscle development.
1: Before we go any further in this, I think it's funny because I'm, like, living on this conversation, and I can read your body language, and you're, like, getting through it. You're surviving. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is but the, the people don't know <laughs> <laughs> the balance of who we are. Now they do. Let me. Let and here is the
0: thing: like I'm, I'm a healthy person. Like I, yes. um, I exercise. Uh, I've never been in a place where I've been. Like I've always had pretty good reports from the doctor, except for that one year I had high cholesterol, which is funny because then I went back and looked at the numbers, and I'm like, I was nowhere near high, like in the sense of, oh my goodness, you're about to have a stroke. But it did motivate me to stay away from some of the stuff that I've been eating and mainly eating because it's just convenient, you know, and when you're meeting with people and you're having lunches or dinners and blah, blah, then um, it can be very easy to become lazy, right? Mm -hmm. At just picking the right places. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So um, I'm just not as passionate about the subject and here's the thing, I'm passionate about the, because there's another aspect of the body we need to get into, too, that isn't just about, like, food and exercise and drinking water. There's another aspect of it, too, that, that has to do with our physical body. And we want, we want to talk about both those. But I think you're the resident um, expert. No. Nah, maybe not expert.
1: Yeah, hobbyist.
0: Hobbyist. There we go. Yeah, because I don't think you're overly, like indulgent into it but and i'm
1: trying to not give a lot of details i'm trying to skim over and give perspective yeah
0: and you're doing well thank you uh so number one is food number two is hydration number three
1: rest rest
0: okay talk to us about rest why is that important how long should you rest
1: your body actually regenerates while you sleep mm. and if you really want a new you think about that mentality like new you means yes you have a question
0: i do First of all, let's back up, back to the word rest. Are you using rest synonymous with sleep? Yes. Okay.
1: But But is there an
0: aspect of rest that does not include sleep?
1: Yes, rest in a holistic form. Okay. Holistic form of rest is resting your mind, resting your body, and resting from your job, like having a Sabbath.
0: Okay. So talk us through that.
1: Resting your body every night by actually sleeping in enough hours to get your regeneration happening. Your body operates off of what they call biorhythms. When your body is in a healthy balance, those biorhythms can operate all the way through throughout your waking and sleeping hours. And when they're able to operate in through your waking and sleeping hours, when you've given your body good fuel and good water, what happens is your body will naturally turn on your best genes. So people always say like, oh, you're just genetically this way. You're, you know, genetically look fit or skinny or whatever, or have good skin. It's just your genetics. Actually, everybody, I get that all the time. everybody can turn on those good genetics. Mm. It's just a matter of choosing to operate in the fullness of the biorhythms that God designed you to have. The whole circle thing mm-hmm. actually um, applies to that. And I've, I could actually walk you through that when we're done. I think I have before. But there are certain moments your body is designed to produce different hormones that help produce different areas of growth and that happens in your sleep. The next is resting um your your whole life, having a sabbath.
0: Wait, let's go back to sleep. Okay. How much sleep?
1: Everybody everybody's body can thrive at different points. There's science behind people who thrive on 6 hours. There's science behind people who thrive off of 9 hours. Mm. I personally find myself the the best at either seven and a half hours or eight, eight and a half hours. More than that, I feel groggy. Less than that, I feel very, very tired. Mm. Um, In general, they say the threshold can be six to ten hours of sleep. I think that if you go to bed at a reasonable hour, so biorhythms start to happen. You're going into your restful biorhythm at like 6 p.m. It's your last meal of the night as well. It should be close to the time you're getting your last meal. Then your body starts going into its shutdown processes. Um, As your body is shutting down and preparing to regenerate and heal through your sleep, usually if you go to sleep around like nine o'clock, you're naturally going to start waking up and you'll figure out what your best time to wake up is. And you should have enough time unless you're, you know, have to wake up at 4 a.m., set an alarm. You should have enough time if you go to sleep at 9 o'clock to figure out how long your body needs to sleep.
0: Mm, That's that's interesting. So if you don't know, go to sleep at 9. See when you naturally wake up. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. I will say this. But you need to give
1: it time, though, because... Stress will affect your sleep. Mm -hmm. Work pressures will affect your sleep. Not having a restful mind and not getting to the practice of resting your mind, which we haven't got into yet, will mess up your sleep. So you have to give it time to go Mm -hmm. to sleep consistently at 9 o'clock for, I'm talking like months. Even 8.30, like shutting down and like laying in bed and and just letting your body relax and fall asleep. Um, Then after a long period of time, when you've seen your most consistent amount of sleep, I'm sure it'll be somewhere around seven, eight hours mm-hmm. for your average adult, maybe more. That's when you know, this is how much sleep I need to be rested. Mm. But you have to give But it
0: then time. do you continue to go to sleep at nine? Or once you know your hours, you can move the time that you go to sleep and just as long as you get that amount of
1: time? Actually, there is... Power in sleeping before the midnight hour. My dad used to tell me this all the time, and I knew it was true, but I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm still getting enough sleep. But actually, when you fall asleep before the day ends, so you close your day out with the sun, basically, like they used to do back in, you know, before electricity. Right. You start closing your day down when the sun goes down. Your body naturally, we respond to light. Right, right. So when you're exposed to more light, during the night it throws off how those biorhythms operate but the operation of those biorhythms are best if they're actually during the darker hours of the night darkest hours of the night you can get rest but it won't be the same quality or the same level even if you're getting the same amount of hours if you're doing those hours during light hours or light time mm-hmm. if that makes sense that's why people who do like night shifts like nurses and stuff who do night shifts Typically, I have to get blackout curtains so the body can actually go into REM cycles and actually heal while they're sleeping during the day. Right. Because your body's affected by actual sunlight. Mm-hmm. That's why you can nap during the day and get some sleep, but it won't be restful sleep. Right. Like, deep sleep. It's just shut-eye.
0: Yeah. That's good. I mean, <clears throat> I've heard that. Um, well, I think this is true because I've, I've heard it and never read about it, but... That every hour before 12, like every hour that you don't sleep before 12 costs you two hours after 12 in terms of rest. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, okay, so number one, food. Number two, hydration. Mm-hmm. Number three, rest. Number four.
1: I didn't know we are doing it for Let me think about it. So I went to top three. Number four I would say is physical health. Exercise. Yeah.
0: I agree. I think that uh, <laughs> there's a lot more to talk about the body than I thought.
1: Oh, yes, there is. That's why when you're like, we're going to give you the next podcast, breed to unpack it, I'm like, what part? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? There's so much to talk about. Yes.
0: Okay. So this is what we're going to do. So we've talked about kind of the, the beginnings of physical health of the body, which is, again, food. Like, how do you actually start into the process of taking care of your body? And I think that's very important, what you noted, is don't approach taking care of the body as some kind of rule or legalistic approach where it's like, you know, I've got to blah, 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 I've got to eat, you know, three grams of, you know, green beans. I think this one messes people up. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot to keep up with. Mm-hmm. But if you approach it from the point of this is a lifestyle change, not really a lifestyle change, but this is the actual way my lifestyle should be. Right. Um, that will change a lot. Like when I decided um, to just be more cognizant of what I eat, how much I exercise, uh, the rest thing, you know, is, is always been not a, not a struggle, but I've always operated on very little sleep. And I can tell when, you know, like I'll operate off of very little sleep for an amount of time. And then I'll have like a crash, right? Where I just, boom, I'm out. It's
1: called sleep debt.
0: Yeah, for like 10 or 12 hours. Yeah. And then I'm back at it. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with like doing, you know, I was doing school late at night and finishing projects and stuff like that. Um but being intentional about rest is very important. So mm-hmm. for me like someone asked me the other day, "Hey, do you keep everything on a do you keep stuff in your calendar and bob?" Blah blah? I'm like, "Yes. If I don't have that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like the worst thing ever." Right? right? So and that's a, that's an aspect that we're going to talk that we I think we should talk about mm-hmm. um, beyond like the food, hydration, sleep, exercise because I I want to get a little deeper into exercise too. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what does exercise actually mean? Like mm-hmm. physical health, fitness, what does that actually mean? Does that yeah. mean lifting weights? Does that mean uh, doing a program? Does that mean walking? Mm-hmm. It's, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not some premier. Like if you're trying to be an athlete or you're trying to be a bodybuilder, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Like we're just talking about taking care of your body. Mm-hmm. But then there's this other aspect of taking care of the body, which has to do with the mind Right? Are you studying? Are you growing your mind? Um, or do you have good habits? Do you have good time management? Uh, we can talk about relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot to go into.
1: Oh yeah, your physical body, in a very real way, is totally thrown off or empowered by the people you're surrounded with. Right. I mean, already the people you surround your life with affect your soul and spirit because mm. what if they're saying, how they think, there there is a there's like books of science, and there's also scripture that backs up that you will begin to think the way they think, live the way they live, mm-hmm. feel the way they feel, because we are we're unity creatures, and mm-hmm. so in the same way, your physical body, let's just say it from like a female perspective, the way women interact with each other, like actually, can throw off sleep, emotions all of those things can affect your physical body, how you operate during the day. So it really doesn't matter who you're actually physically around right. and your physical health. If you're on people who physically don't take care of themselves, their actual body, who they are, how they operate will affect how you view yours mm-hmm. and how you operate. Very true. And the same thing is true for people who obsess over like health and fitness. So it's mm-hmm. also about being around people who have balance in their life right. and on physical health, on exercising and all of that. You have to be careful, just like with your spiritual life. You can't idolize what a perfect Christian, healthy person looks like, acts like, sounds like, and make that a goal to be perfect.
0: Because it doesn't exist.
1: Because it doesn't exist. And also, it puts you on this wheel where you idolize your body Mm -hmm. in a way that's not right. You can idolize anything. You can idolize your spirituality. You can idolize your soul. You can idolize your body. And it's not healthy to do that. It's, it's better to always approach your physical body as this is the physical vessel that I've been given to mm-hmm. accomplish what God has asked me to do on the earth. And the way that I sleep and the way that I eat and the way that I stay mobile and the way that I love people, if I'm not increasing or stewarding that to do what I've been called to do better, then I'm not taking care of it. And that's not a perfect thing. That's just a responsible thing. And like like we talked about earlier, setting little goals. Mm-hmm. It's like when you first become a Christian... It's not that you stop doing everything bad that you were doing before. Some people have night and day experiences, but still have to set small pattern shift changes in their life where they're right. reading the scripture every day. Does Doesn't mean they read the whole Bible in one week? Some do, but most don't. Right. Most need to read a scripture a day. So have the same thought process when you're thinking about your physical health. What is something you can add a day consistently that's going to make you better at being a better steward of your body?
0: That's good. Well... Brie, you're very knowledgeable about this. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your insights. So next week what we're going to do is we're going to pick up on the body again. But here's what we want to talk about. Okay. We want to talk about... uh, We want to finish the conversation about exercise which I think is an important component. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look like? What should somebody do? Especially as we're going into the new year, everyone's signing up for gyms and stuff like that. Is it necessary to sign up for a gym? Or is there something else that you would suggest that would be a good place to start? That's one component. The second one is, let's talk about the mind. Like, how do you exercise the mind? Yes. Like, what can you do about the mind to grow it, to make sure it's right? Um, Because I think that's just as important.
1: Oh, for sure. As
0: everything else. Absolutely. So, see you all next week.